Somebody asked in the comments, and it was a terrific question, thank you so much for that, etc, etc, like it, subscribe, give me money on Patreon, you know the drill. He had a very good question, and that was, how do I keep a conversation going? Well, I'm going to have to, now that we're going through the formalities of like and subscribe and whatnot, one more trope of this channel, are you reading books? Well, are you? Because I'm very, very curious about you doing that thing that I'm constantly asking you to do, and it's pretty much the only thing that I'm interested in talking about in this entire channel. <clears throat> Tune in in a couple of days for the exact same reminder that you will promptly ignore. I have to tell you that it's actually a little trick that Woody Allen uses. Yeah, old, uh, well, let's not get into that. But the point is that, let's just pretend that this is the 90s and he still just a genius. He had a great little piece of advice, which was that I read non-fiction and fiction for an hour a day, it's, but it's the same thing across the board. An hour a day keeps the normies away and makes you much more recluse and lonely, but you become a lot better at conversation. The other thing that I think also happens, because you just never run out of topics to talk about, but I think that what happens with that, and this is the art of conversation, when people start just relaying facts at you, it gets boring after a while. The way that a good conversation works is that you're building things. In fact, Edward de Bono has a really good phrase of this. I'm just relaying stats to you right now. And how lame is it? But he has a really good point on this, which is that a good conversation is kind of like a garden. You're just planting all these little plants in little places. And at the end, you have a unique little garden patch because it's two people's minds coming together and exchanging and flowering. Da -da -da -da. I always think that that is a real instance of somebody that just bores the shit out of me where they're like, did you read that book where... Yes, I did. I suppose the average person is not, but it's something that hipsters do as well. They're like, I saw a documentary on Netflix, which is the dumber version of reading a book. And, and I always use this trope because I've heard every single hipster ever use it, which is, do you know that there are no clocks in Castinas? Yes, I did, because you're all the same. But that's a good tip, right? If you are just looking for the baseline in to continuing conversation non-stop, that is what you do. But I think that the more nuanced skills of conversation are, first off, and look, let's just assume that you know the first part, which is I think every second TED talk, listen, listen to the other person. You got to listen. You already know that part. But I think the way to listen to someone is that you kind of slow time down in your mind. You focus on the words of what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not autistic at all. <laughs> Just focus on the mouth, then you won't get scared. <laughs> but I think it does work. It definitely does. I think that you are much more tuned into somebody. You know what happens now? And this is a lot of the part of the fact that a big portion of my job is doing a lot of podcasts. So you are paid to be a conversationalist. And I think that the one thing that is a real key distinction that you can tell that other people are doing is that they are thinking about the thing that they are going to say next. Whenever someone is new to being on camera or new to a microphone being in front of them, the first thing they think is, oh, microphone in front of me. Everything I say now has been important. But good radio is actually just 
as John Law says, people ringing up and talking about the fact that the mailman uh, came over and delivered them to their house that day. And that was very nice of them. It's a boring story, but that's the whole point. Conversations kind of just sprout naturally from that place. People put too much importance on these things. And I think that that's what happens when you're in a conversation with your friends. No, no, with, with, with like new strangers and stuff. You're just like, I don't know this person. So I can't make sure that I'm dumb. I've got to say something really impressive. What's a really impressive thing that's happening at my own? And you know what is happening actually while you're going, oh, you think it's something impressive. Really, you are inhibiting yourself. Because you've done it your entire life. Babies can talk. That's the first thing that comes out of the mouth. And you just, as a result of doing that and there being no inhibition at all, that is what makes a good conversationalist. The difference is somebody who is sitting there and thinking like, fuck, fuck, I've got to say something impressive. What happens is by state transferal, you are giving off the vibe that you are nervous. So the other person starts getting nervous and you both start retreating into your head. What you want to be doing in any conversation is making sure that you have this, like, it's okay to be dumb zone around it. It'll go into a more interesting area anyway. The people that are involved will be more creative because a big part of creativity is the ability to make sure that you are able to make mistakes, making that safe space where you can sit in there and just try something out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. That's how you should be thinking about conversations with other people. If this doesn't work, who cares? Well, I suppose it matters for me because now I get canceled and that kind of stuff. But for you, it doesn't. You're not in that position, so why do you give a shit? That's the other thing that I think is just such a downer as well. This whole PC bullshit, but it does. It naturally inhibits everybody and they have to think like, mm, I'm not allowed to show that. Well, around certain people, people that buy into that culture, right? But if you are around normal people, and that's the other thing, those people just less and less friends because, and what is the difference there? There is a preconceived moment of judgment there. So what you are trying to do in any interaction is remove layers of judgment. You, are, you want to make the other person think, I am not judging you. And hopefully they will reciprocate and do exactly the same thing. But it is the same thing when Eckhart Tolle talks about getting into the moment, which is how much more can I focus on the moment? And I think that that's what you should be doing in a conversation as well. You should just be focusing on everything they say. And, and the thing is, if you are actually focusing on what they're saying, instead of being like, fuck, fuck, I need to say, I need to, say, I need to, I need to be a good conversationalist. You, you are ahead of 95% of people. 95% of people are either in their own heads in the way of like, oh, I'm this shit and I'll say whatever the fuck I want and I don't care what anybody else says. Or they're in the other way of just being like, I'm just gonna, just gonna listen to everything they say, but actually not really listening to everybody. I'm just really scared but they're in their own heads, very few people are actually focusing on the other person. If you naturally focus on the other person, you naturally know when to chime in. You, you will, something will just spring off in your mind because you're actually listening to them and be like, oh, that reminds me of boo, 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 boo. That's what happens. So yeah, like when people, I suppose it's just very nasty hoarded advice when people say, you have to listen to people. Because yes, it is true. But I think that when people say listen to people, they go, and nothing really sprouts. I think another thing that makes people very boring conversationalists, apart from relaying facts and not listening, I think one of the other things that I think just like really, really gives me the shit is when people just continually ask questions. 
which is another indication of not listening. But they're just like, you, you hear the other piece of advice, but you just gotta keep asking questions, asking questions. But really what you are looking for there is an information gap. But, do you understand the theory of information gap? You don't, do you? You would if you subscribe to this channel and sign up to my membership at jordanshanks.com. Link below. $2 membership, more videos, making you better at being less awkward in, I'm assuming, uni parties. Um, you hear the idea that you've got to ask questions. Now, the theory behind that is the idea of information gap. I think it comes from linguistics. And it is that as soon as you open up a question, you're searching for more information out of the other person. So you are bringing in curiosity into the conversation, which is one element of listening, I suppose. But the other one is that because you have done that, and created a, a, a layer of curiosity, the other person is supposed to sit there and reciprocate by trying to fill that information gap. And in that information gap, you have potentially created interest. The problem is when people just keep asking inane questions. So I suppose the, 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 the example of that, I suppose, would just be like, uh, what did you do today? Yeah, did you like that? Yeah, was that fun? Yeah, oh, I already asked, did you like that? Was that fun? Oh, no, no, th three in a row. Oh, whoopsie daisy, end of conversation. <laughs> because they're actually not trying to open up information genuinely, are you? <laughs> mm. <coughs> well, looks like everybody was enjoying a couple of days in Sydney without wearing masks, and now they're gonna have to yet again. Sorry about that, guys, but if you are genuinely inquiring for information and you create that information gap, that does generate some level of rapport and interest. It does, but they have to be genuine questions. Which brings me to the final piece, which is if you are not a good conversationalist, really, what is the core of that? That you are not yourself. Or you are not giving yourself permission to be yourself. And you're your own unique flower. And you have your own things to share with the world, I'm sure. <laughs> It's pretty sad, I do actually believe in that. But, if you are not allowing yourself to quote shine, to quote me, to quote me, if you're not allowing yourself to, in the words of Fidesz Rossi, shine, you will automatically be unattractive to the other person talking to you. And this even just happens in like the phases of attraction in life. Uh, or if you're just talking to people in general. We're talking about attractiveness generally. If you are hiding something, there is just an immediate instinct in your human beings to think, kill him. <laughs> kill him, because he's not being himself, and so he's concealing a weapon. Get him before he gets me! <laughs> it is really scary thinking about things on a primal level, isn't it? Because everything just boils down to like, ally, or... <laughs> yeah, but, that is true. So, I think the way that you become authentic, that you, become, that you allow yourself to be yourself, is if you go into a situation and you notice that you're kind of like a, like, the, the word I suppose is reacting. If you are reacting to everything that everybody else is doing around you, and what is an example of that? I don't know, stock standard. Uh, I like Nirvana. Oh, me too, me too, I like Nirvana as well. You don't like Nirvana, do you? It will be incongruent. Even if you just say things like, I'm telling you, 
even if you are truthful in the moment and you're just like, I like Nirvana, and then you're just like, no, I hate Nirvana. But it comes from an authentic place. You're not trying to give off that cool teenage thing of being like, everything sucks that I don't do, and I don't do anything, so I guess everything sucks. If you're not giving off that vibe, and then you, like it will come from a place of like, nah, I don't like the Nirvana, and there will be a reason as to why you don't like Nirvana, and the conversation will continue from there. Do you see where we're coming from now? A big reason in all of the things that I was just mentioning before. The reason that you are not conversing well or you're running out of things to say is because you are experiencing resistance. You should just surrender into the moment. I remember that a big thing, and people have been asking me to regale me with this, my stories of the pickup days, but I do think that that was a big point. A big point was, oh, meeting strangers is going to be awkward. Of course it is. Once you just understand that one point and you just walk into these scenarios and you just think, yeah, the first few minutes is going to be uncomfortable as your primal brain kind of figures out, they can chew on something, go around and something. Move out of that mode. There, there are tricks that you can do to improve those moments. A really, really common, easy one, raise your eyebrows when you meet someone. Be like, hi, how are you? Even if you just remember that. Because look, look how much more friendly it is than my standard face. My standard face is this. And then I go, ah. <laughs> and then because it's just like this, it's, it like goes back to a primal point where you think uh, that person must know who I am. Otherwise, they'd be like, I'm trying to fire them out. What's your shape, But if you open this, ah. well, it's kind of disarming, isn't it? Another good way of thinking about it is, you know when you're, like this whole area here, you know when a dog likes you and then it rolls on its back and it allows you to pat its stomach? Well, what it is really doing there is exposing its most vulnerable side of itself. And I think that that's the whole thing, that if you open that up when you walk into these situations, if you just walk in kind of thinking like, uh, the, the other trick I suppose is like, you know, everyone here is friendly. You just go in with that assumption and then I think everything from there just spurns. Doesn't mean that you don't be unauthentic, but you try and just get into this mindset of like, the people that I meet are going to be interesting and friendly. And just because you are thinking that way, naturally it starts to spurt on. So I think that the big take homes for today of our conversation are, one, be authentic. As in, just say what your opinions actually are. What you are trying to do in every conversation is reduce resistance. And if the other person rejects it from there and is just like, I don't like you, good day, like it's Morrowind or something and walks away, well, what happens in Morrowind? You just get on with the mission, baby. You just have to see it as being awkward by design and anything that happens from there is going to be what happens because you're walking into the situation as yourself and people can reject you or like you from there. But if you don't, if you don't, Everyone is going to not like you. Everyone will come across thinking that guy is insincere. That's the first point. The second point is what you want to be doing when you walk into these situations is assuming that everyone is friendly. And the third big thing is I think that you are like trying to focus more into the moment. Actually really focus on what the other person is saying. It's actually pretty straightforward, isn't it? Anyway. That's what I think you mean when you say right out of conversation. I think I just made it a much more wider thing than just being like, here, here, here's why you're actually an insecure, shitty person, all right?
Nah, I'm sure you're alright, especially if you are a contributor to my Patreon, Jordan Shanks. Make sure that you sign up so you get more videos and like and subscribe. Thank you so much.